the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Lifeline with Craig Roberts. He's the host of Northern California's longest-running conservative talk show. He's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. He's Lifeline's own Craig Roberts. And a pleasant good afternoon to you, Northern California. Welcome. Good to have you with us for this Thursday edition of Lifeline Broadcasting live here tonight. They've kicked us out of the home studio for at least a couple of days as we are pleased to be live on location once again at the 56th annual Bass Church Workers Convention hosted as always here at Redwood Chapel in Castro Valley. Lots of exciting speakers, workshops, and on average hundreds of Bay Area churches gather for this event to get better equipped, better trained, a better understanding in terms of ministry opportunities that are out there, sharing best practices, honing skills, and most importantly, encouraging the local church in what it does best, and that is discipling others for Christ. As we lead off day number one of the Bass Convention, that'll kick off with the general session tonight at 7 o'clock, we're pleased to have with us the uh, general chairman of the Bass Convention and also lead pastor of the host church, Redwood Chapel in Castro Valley, Pastor Jeff Miller. Pastor Miller, is always good to see you. Thank you, Craig. Good to be with you. Now, you get a little bit of a sigh of relief here. Ask Just me a... on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> not today. Not, no, no breathers yet, huh? Not, not for a while. At least. I realize that we finish on Saturday, and we have church, of course, on Sunday morning with daylight savings uh, overnight, too, so we lose that hour of sleep. So that's going to be a fun one coming into Sunday morning. You had to bring that up, didn't you? Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Well, it is what it is, indeed. We mentioned that this is the 56th annual that's right. Bass Convention has been hosted here at Redwood Chapel, certainly 30-something years. 35 years, I Broadcasting believe. here. And for people that are maybe new, they've never heard of Bass before, tell us a bit about the vision, the goal behind this annual event. Sure. Well, it's not a fishing convention, first of all. A lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people get confused by the name. The name came from, it used to be the Bay Area Sunday School Convention, and the primary impetus behind the conference was to train people in Christian education specifically. Over the course of the years, the, the scope of the conference has broadened significantly, really to include any aspect of church ministry where you might need to get training. And so we call it the Bass Church Workers Convention now. And uh, the, the, the whole goal is to provide an opportunity for professional pastors and lay leaders and volunteers within the, uh, the context of a local church to come and get training. And uh, you mentioned a couple of hundred churches. We're at 203 registered churches right now, and uh, we're looking forward to a great weekend. When you talk about the experience that people have here over the course of the next two and a half days, mm-hmm. it really encompasses more than just this training and equipping, doesn't mm-hmm. it? I mean, that, that's, that's certainly one of the motivating factors as to why people come. They mm-hmm. want to learn how to do what they do better, maybe discover new ministry opportunities, 
the neighborhood where their church is located is changing and they're discovering, you know, we need now to start ministering to more younger people because the neighborhood is much younger. A lot of young couples are here, whatever it might be. But it's more than just training and equipping, isn't it? It is. Uh, one of the beautiful parts of Bass that I love is the opportunity for people to come and reconnect with friends or to connect and make new friends. And so you're right. The training and equipping is part of it, but there's really a sense of community and a sense of worship that happens uh, in the context of the weekend that is really a beautiful thing. If you're able to come into our general sessions, you mentioned the first one is tonight at 7 o'clock. We also have one Friday and another one on Saturday. At each of those general sessions, the one thing that I love about that time is so many different people from so many different walks of life, different ethnic churches gathered together to worship uh, our Savior. And that's just a beautiful thing that we sometimes miss in the context of our local churches. We we don't connect well necessarily with other churches, and this is a beautiful expression of that. So really then, in that respect, a cross-section of not just the body of Christ sure. at large, sure. but a cross-section of what the Bay Area looks like demographically, geographically, denominationally. I mean, you about name it, you'll find it represented here at the Bass Convention. Yeah, you really do, and I love that. And uh, um, one of the things that I've enjoyed over the years is just getting a chance to meet some of the pastors who serve, particularly in some of the smaller, maybe ethnically uh, focused uh, urban churches uh, that are all over the Bay Area. I mean, we have so many churches from the heart of Oakland and San Francisco and, and Richmond and some of these different um, different locations around that come. And they're not large churches. They can't go to a national conference. They don't have the finances to be able to do that. And so we try to provide the best opportunity that we can for people to come and receive good, solid biblical training and how to uh, improve some of their practices uh, through different workshops, through general session speakers, through our exhibitors. And it's just a beautiful time for people to come. And uh, it's something that I've really enjoyed being a part of. I didn't know a lot about it when I got involved, but I've really grown to love this ministry through the years. When you speak, Pastor Miller, about the layers in which people can become better at what they do ministry-wise, they improve what they do. Many of the workshops, and even the general sessions, offer that. Is there also a sense then at the end of the day that this is about teaching people in terms of effectiveness of ministry not to work harder but to work smarter? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of things that we do through the years because that's how it's always been done. And I think some of the workshops here, some of the exhibitors that are here, will help to challenge that way of thinking so that there is a, a fresh way of approaching a particular issue. One of the things that happened already today was our pre-convention seminar that happened over at Three Crosses Church. We had a uh, pre presenter named Justin Dean who was there talking about the PR of the church, and not PR in terms of spinning in a particular direction, but a public relations in terms of how are you presenting yourself to your community, and what does it look like to have a good, a good presentation to your community? How do you think that through? Justin was on the broadcast with us about a week ago oh, good. talking about the sort of an anticipation of the, the convention and helping people learn, as we say, not just to improve the effectiveness of the church, but, but I think critically important. I mean, this is an interesting juncture. There's a lot going on in the news. There's a lot of stress and tension in the country, politically, certainly socially, even at some layers economically. If you live in the Bay Area and you're struggling to pay your rent, things of that sort. And that sort of the overlay on top of that is how does the church take a historic, timeless message 
and present it in a meaningful, effective way that really touches people where they're at, especially in a place like the Bay Area, which, as you know, as a Bay Arian, is constantly changing. It is. And the beautiful thing about that, I think, is that the gospel doesn't change. And so while it is important to contextualize and to think about who, you know, what is our demographic and what does our neighborhood look like and who are the people around us, the constant is the gospel and the opportunity to present the beautiful gospel of Jesus Christ that saves sinners from from their sin and, and offers a gift of salvation. And so to be able to be creative with how to make that message, not change the message, but make the message contextually appropriate, I think is part of the conversation that we're having at Bass. People not only coming here to encourage each other, to uplift each other, to share best practices, but you also find some folks are coming here as lay individuals that are still kind of trying to find their place in ministry. They're not sure where their level of skills or, or equipping may be. They just know that they have a hunger to serve God. I think that's true. And because of the way that we do registration at Bass, which is as a church, you register and then bring as many people as you want. The way that we pitch that to our church is, hey, you're already paid for. Your registration is taken care of. And so all we're asking you to do is to come in the door, to open up the brochure, to find a class that piques your interest in some particular way, and then go see if that itch will scratch and figure out if that's a place where you can grow and begin to invest yourself in ministry. So absolutely, there's lots of people that are here a part of this weekend that love the Lord, that love the church, but they're not really sure exactly how they fit in serving. And this gives them an opportunity to, to test the waters a little bit. In a minute, give us the overview. I know there's a lot going on sure. by way of workshops, general sessions, exhibitors. But for people that are maybe new to all of this and thinking, you know, I can carve out some time here between Friday and Saturday or maybe even come on down and enjoy the general session tonight. Give us a quick overview. What can they expect to experience? Absolutely. So tonight at 7 o'clock, we have an opportunity for our first general session and we have a man by the name of Alan Taylor from Lifeway Research who will be out here with us presenting on the topic of, of uh, Sunday schools and Christian education in the life of a local church. And tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock, uh, our workshops begin, and workshops happen all throughout the day, uh, culminating with a general session tomorrow night at 7 o'clock with Dr. David Whitaker. David Whitaker is a church planter, next-generation church planter, and uh, he'll be with us uh, tomorrow night. And then Saturday morning, I believe workshops begin at 8 o'clock in the morning, then there's a quick break for a third general session, uh, and that will be with Dr. David Ekman, uh, who was on your show recently. Just on with us last night. Folks are going to be in, as you, if you were with us yesterday evening, in for a real treat. Yeah, he's great. And then, he'll, then the rest of the day on Saturday has uh, workshops that continue on throughout the day as well. So if you're not registered and you don't know anything about Bass, you can go to BassConvention.org, and you can register as an individual or as a church. If you register as an individual, it's $50 for the entire weekend. If you register as a church, it's only $250, and you can bring as many people from your church as you want. Wow. So there's a, that's a good deal. It's an amazing deal. It's an amazing deal. So if you've got five or more people, you're already saving money. You're done. Again, uh, it's going to kick off tonight with the general session this evening at 7 p.m., and then run all day tomorrow. That's right. And all day Saturday as well. All day Saturday. Complete details available on the web at BassConvention.org. That's BassConvention.org. Well, Pastor Jeff Miller, we know we have other things that you are worried about, so we'll let you get back to uh, your duties around here at the convention. We appreciate you dropping by. Appreciate that. Thanks for your time, Craig. All Thanks right. for being here. There is Pastor Jeff Miller's lead pastor here at Redwood Chapel in Castro Valley, who, of course, has hosted this annual event for many, many years, and 
uh, this again taking place, Redwood Chapel, Castro Valley, which is located at 19300 Redwood Road. Details again available on the web, including directions, information about the workshops, keynote speakers, and registration. Simply go to BassConvention.org. That's BassConvention.org. And our thanks to General Chair Pastor Jeff Miller for dropping by. All right, 515, let's head back over to the studios. And we're going to get a look at traffic. Here's the latest traffic-wise as we say good afternoon to Michael Bennett. Hey, Michael. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. We are back, exactly 520, our live broadcast continuing from the 56th Annual Bass Convention taking place here at Host Church, Redwood Chapel in Castro Valley. We just heard from Pastor Jeff Miller a couple of moments ago. Lots of exciting keynote speakers, of course, great workshops taking place all day tomorrow and Saturday. Complete details available on the web at BassConvention.org. That's BassConvention.org. read a recent survey little troubling. In fact, more than troubling. A survey of pastors across the country that found fully 53% while they're engaged in ministry and raising their flocks and teaching them in the ways of the Lord and day-to-day administration of their church, fully 53% of these pastors are worried because they feel they are ill-prepared for retirement. Many of them have no home equity because they live in a parsonage provided for by the church. They have no pension and no 401k. So what's one to do? Maybe you'd like to work in ministry forever until the Lord calls you home. But what if health doesn't allow you to do that? Then what? Joining me now with some insights is Reverend Augie Bao with MMBB, Financial Services Ministry. And Augie, always good to see you. Likewise. It's troubling when you think 53% of American pastors have this sort of cloud hanging over them while they're fully engaged in ministry and and caring for the body of Christ, they're concerned about what their financial future would look like if they're suddenly taken ill or forced to retire, can no longer work, the church decides they need a younger pastor, and they've got nothing to fall back on. That's scary. Oh, yeah. And I think that the statistics might be even worse in the Bay Area, because with all the housing prices, whatever churches pay to pastor often is used to pay to mortgage food gas just surviving and almost nothing left over for savings or for retirement so pastors right in our backyard probably are struggling even more in terms of planning ahead for retirement now i've introduced you as a reverend but you are also a certified financial planner you have a master's degree in business administration and your field of expertise is really helping these pastors get their financial house in order and that really has been the focus of mmbb for my goodness more than a hundred years now mmbb has been around since 1911 so well over a century And I've been serving with MMEB since 1990, which is hard to believe. It's been 29 years. And with my MBA from UC Berkeley um, and MDiv from seminary, I feel like God has put me in a perfect place to understand the financial aspects but have to heart for ministry. So I can relate to pastors. I've been a pastor before. And I just want to help as many pastors as possible to understand what they need to plan ahead and to 
start creating a nest egg in terms of a retirement account. Many pastors, I think, Augie, along with even churches and church boards, feel ill-equipped to address all of this. They're worried about, you know, fundraising drives because they're putting a new wing on the uh, the uh, classrooms for the school of the church or whatever might be going on. The degree of expertise when it comes to retirement planning, financial planning for a pastor's eventual retirement is oftentimes just so far outside of their wheelhouse, they don't know where to start or where to begin. And I guess that's really where MMBB begins. Exactly. That's where we come in. We tell churches, I've spoken to a lot of church boards, leave it to us. We'll send you information. At the end of the day, you still decide what package to, to sign up your pastor for. But we can answer all the questions. We could deal with all the tax issues. We could help partner with the congregation to create important benefits for the pastors. Our core benefit is the retirement benefit, but we also have a package that includes life insurance and disability benefits. One of the concerns from some churches might be, gee, even if we are able to set enough money aside to help pastor develop a retirement fund that he or she can rely upon at retirement, where are we going to come up with the money to pay for your services, put money aside for the pastor, pay all the fees that are associated with this? Great question. Um, we, we were blessed in that John D. Rockefeller gave $7 million to an endowment fund in the 1920s. Today, the MMBB endowment fund is $150 million, which is the largest church pension board endowment. As a result, our services are free. Let me emphasize yeah, that. Yeah, say, say that again. <laughs> our services are free. And sometimes people say, well, it's too good to be true. But we have this $150 million endowment. Our historic denomination has been the American Baptist churches. But because of this endowment, we decided we're not going to be selfish, only help our own kind, only help American Baptist churches. Now we help almost any Christian church or Christian nonprofit organization for free. Now, are there restrictions in terms of the size of the congregation, the amount of money that's being talked about. I mean, obviously, in a region like the Bay Area, you have some churches that are mega churches that are very large and other churches that might only have, you know, a hundred members in mm -hmm. it. And I think, well, okay, maybe, maybe we're kind of two small potatoes. I've had experience during my 29 years working with churches from storefront churches where the pastor's bivocational, works evenings and weekends to help the church, gets paid maybe 500 bucks, a thousand bucks all the way to churches literally with several hundred staff members and points in between. And our starter plan is a retirement plan which costs only $50 per month. <laughs> and I feel that even if your church only has 50 people in it, each person should dig deep, come up with a buck a month so that their pastor, who's working hard, working much more than they're paying the pastor, can have to start a retirement plan for $50 a month. I mean, it's not that complicated. Pass the collection plate, you know, for a second time, and, and you can come up with that on any given Sunday. What I think is encouraging about all of this is that there are some pastors that perhaps are afraid to broach the subject. Um, they don't want to talk about retirement. They want to seem as if, if the church is struggling financially, that they're asking for the church to do more than they can possibly afford. As you've just delineated, this is quite affordable. And in terms of being able to not only equip the pastor, you also help educate congregations too, don't you, in terms of what this does in terms of a blessing for pastors? I do. And in fact, on Saturday morning, right after the worship service, um, I'll be leading a workshop on church finances. 
And that typically is a Sunday school convention, but the last few years I've been leading a workshop, and a lot of treasurers have started coming because they sometimes ask me questions. Most of them I know, a few I don't know, but I look it up and I email them back. So I'm an expert, a resource for church treasurers, finance chairs, people that sometimes feel like they're alone and have nowhere to turn or, for complicated questions. Or maybe a little bit in over their heads, yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah, they, exactly. they, they got kind of appointed to this position. They don't know much about it, but they were willing. Sure, sure. Um, one of the things I want to emphasize again, full circle, beyond the size of the endowment and the ability for MMDB to do what it does for pastors and churches of all denominations of all sizes across the country with no expense whatsoever um, there's also no management fees along the way either so in other words there's no expense to come in and get things set up and as this program is underway and setting resources aside for pastors eventual retirement you're not charging fees in there it's not like maybe a traditional uh, even fund like a mutual fund or something like that where there are management fees right right mmbb does not charge any management fees but we do contract with groups like fidelity and vanguard and they have uh Minimal fee, of course, and it's very minimal, and we get the corporate discount on it. So it's much cheaper than what people could get out there. But even more importantly, on the receiving end, most people, like yourself, 99.9% of people, when they retire, if they retire, um, when they receive the retirement accounts, they pay taxes because most retirement accounts are set up as pre-tax. Of course. So like the, the, IRS, K, the IRS wants this money yeah. front end or yeah, back end. Yeah. They want their money. But the unique aspect is MMBB has a private letter ruling from the IRS dating back to 1980 allowing us to declare distributions in retirement as tax-free housing allowance for pastors. Oh, Let me repeat. Wait that. just a minute, Charlie. <laughs> or just a minute, Augie. Normally, and people maybe even around the periphery, if they're not familiar directly, they know that they have a, a loved one, a family member who's receiving, begun at 70 and a half to receive their minimum retirement distributions as right. required by the IRS sure. when you're taking out of a yeah, 401k yeah. or an IRA. Yeah. And you pay taxes. And you pay taxes on yeah, that. Most design. people. And, and the idea, of course, is it's delayed taxes. Correct. So hopefully you're in a lower tax bracket upon retirement than when you were in your working years. So um, the IRS allows the benefit of the growth throughout the years, and then when you begin to withdraw the money, you do so at a lower tax rate. You're telling me your lower tax rate is no tax rate? It's no tax rate, wow. which means the money is pre-tax going in, pre-tax accumulating, and no, and tax, no tax, tax is coming out for pastors. And we've been able to do this since 1990. We cover tens of thousands of pastors across the country, a lot of independent pastors, evangelical pastors, and we have about 70 staff working for the pastors. And we've been around over a century. We have corporate attorneys who make sure we're on top of the legal and tax restrictions. Wow. And, in fact, there was a bivocational pastor who was an attorney but felt the calling to ministry. He actually looked at that 1980 ruling and said it looked good. And I'd be glad to send people the three-page copy of that tax ruling if anybody wants to see it for themselves. Well, I'm going to tell you, one place to start is to give Augie a call. Um, you serve throughout the western states, no matter where you're at here in the Bay Area or Northern California, you're able to help out. Yes. Folks can reach you at area code 917-209-9911. That's 917-209-9911. Or simply email Augie, A-U-G-I-E, dot bau, B-A-U, at mmbb.org. 
Or if you just go to mmbb.org, they can look look you up that way. Yes, too. they can. Augie, appreciate you dropping by and sharing this incredible news. Every pastor listening right now, if they didn't put their foot on the brake and <laughs> and cause an accident on the freeway, has got to be over the top excited about not only the services that MMBB can provide, financial planning services, retirement planning services, but also the ability to set up uh, a retirement plan where there's no taxes. Exactly. And, and I'm going to be running to this new sports league. It's called the Godfirst Sports League. At the age of 60, I'm still playing full-court basketball with the young guys. And I've helped the league to incorporate. We just incorporated it last month. And it's a Christian league outreach. Most of the players don't go to church. And they hear the gospel because there's a half-hour mandatory fellowship time that people put up with because it's it's a great league. And a, and a great time out on the on the court playing hoops. It is. Good stuff. Well, Augie, God bless you, brother, for coming by and sharing with our listeners. And again, I want to encourage listeners, um, for your church, your pastor, uh, contact Augie. Again, at MMBB, you can call 917-209-9911, 917-209-9911, or reach Augie. Just go to MMBB.org and do a search of his name, Augie B-A-U, Augie Bow. Augie, thanks so much. Thank you. And have fun on the courts. Thank you. All right. We're here at 530. We're going to get a look at traffic right now. Head over to the KFAX Traffic Center. We say good afternoon once again to Michael Bennett. Hey, Michael. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. And we're back as promised, 535 here on the Thursday edition of Lifeline. They kicked us out of the studio for a couple of days. They said something about needing to fumigate. Was that correct, Mike? I didn't quite catch the whole memo, but (laughs) only kidding. We're actually here broadcasting live from the 56th annual Bass Convention here, the Bass Church Workers Convention, unfolding tonight at 7 p.m. And, of course, in addition to the kickoff tonight, general registration, and then, of course, the general session tonight at 7, then seminars, workshops, all day tomorrow and Saturday. Hosted once again at Redwood Chapel in Castro Valley at 19300 Redwood Road. Complete details on speakers and how to register. You heard Jeff Miller, senior pastor of Redwood, mention a little bit early on in tonight's show that an entire church can come and bring as many people as you want for just $250. Otherwise, individual reservation on site at $50 a person. Details available on the web at BassConvention.org. That's BassConvention.org. Recent survey, 350 divorce attorneys across the country were asked the question, when people come to your office to set an appointment to begin divorce proceedings, what typically is the driving force behind it? And, you know, there's alienation of affection and uh, financial problems. I mean, some of the things that are usually at the top of the list, right? But here's the shocker. 41%, 41% say infidelity is behind the reason for or the motivation for the divorce. 60% reporting that that is infidelity on the man's side. 40% women, and get this, if that number isn't staggering, 56% reported porn addiction as the primary and principal reason as to why a couple is seeking a divorce. 
And I would suspect if we could narrow down the survey from just general pop to the church, we'd find out that the numbers inside of the church are not much different. Joining me now is the founder and president of Avenue, a sexual restoration ministry, is Pastor Clay Allen, and always good to see you. You too, Craig. What a joy to be here. Thank you. This survey, 350 divorce attorneys all say the same thing. That's right. 56% with porn addiction? Really? Oh, it's far. That's actually far worse than that. Uh, that's actually a conservative number. The numbers are so staggering, it's actually overwhelming. We have right now about three-quarters of the men inside the church admitting that they use porn on a regular basis. So I want you to just take that in for a minute. You're a pastor of a church. You've got a calling in your church, and you're trying to fulfill God's calling, and you're going to do this with a quarter of your men because three-quarters are distracted. And, of course, the women that go along with that are devastated. So you're trying to do what God's called you with the finances, the volunteers, with essentially two or maybe three out of ten men because seven to eight out of the ten men are caught up in wrong things sexually. And this, of course, um, not only is sad, it's devastating for the individual because a lot of these individuals want to stop. The other stat that's profound is 87% of those who use porn in church want to stop, but they say they can't find anybody to help them stop. Mm. Think about that for a minute. That's absolutely incredible. For the church, it's not just an opportunity. It's an obligation to come to their rescue and their wives at the same time. And we can do that. We can win this thing. But we've got to wake up. We've got to break the silence, and we've got to take our secrets in confidence to the Lord, meaning not blab it all over the place, but in confidence, in a confidential setting, and then get out of living in shame where the devil wants us to live by thinking that there's something wrong with us, and to experience God's grace because God can reverse this thing in a profound way by restoring a man, his heart, his mind, his marriage, relationship, his finances, his entire destiny can be restored. And that's a fascinating word that we want to really think about here and talk about a little bit because there's actually two definitions of the word restore. And most Christians, unfortunately, don't know that. And the ones that uh, that, that think about God's, uh, or, or when God talks about restoration, they default, unfortunately, to the wrong definition. And then, therefore, they're not motivated to follow through with what God says to do. So one of the more awesome things to realize is God has an amazing definition of restoration that can make this reversed. If somebody uh, comes to their senses, if you wish, like the prodigal son, and more importantly actually does something, not complicated, it's actually very simple, but you've got to do it pro, uh, uh, proactively as an individual, whether you're a man who's struggling or a wife that's been devastated. You do have to do certain things that are not complicated and do them in confidence. And what we do is help those people turn away from this and to turn to God and uh, prove their repentance essentially by uh, helping others. So we have a, a band, if you wish, all across the country, a, a team of uh, Avenue alumni who have been through this process of God's restoration, who in turn turn back and help other men and women through this process, pastors as well. Right now the stat is 54% of pastors that are admitting that they're actively using pornography. Let that sink in for mm. a minute. That's profoundly sad and devastating. You know, if I were to tell you that there was a plague that's infiltrated the church, and is immobilizing three-quarters of the men and over half of pastors, 
and you got the word out to pastors and churches, we would mobilize everything. We'd talk about this. We'd come up with the strategy. We, we would execute the strategy. We'd measure the results. And we would be very motivated to go win this battle. But the church isn't. The church, for the most part, is silent on this issue. And very few of them are actually doing something about this. Most of that, I would imagine, is attributable to shame, a yes. sense of guilt and embarrassment. Yeah. And, and you, you mentioned something a moment ago that I think is, is critically important for people to capture, and that is a proactive response to this. Yeah. Because the enemy is being very proactive, isn't he? I mean, when you think about the infiltration of the Internet, 30 years ago, you had to go to the so-called bad part of town yeah. where the adult bookstore was located in the CD part next to the books, next to the bar, whatever. Today, you don't even have to go looking for it. It can come and find you. So yeah. the enemy has really taken the, the technology of the Internet and the accessibility of all of this yeah. and used it in a very proactive fashion to not only invade the church, but to effectively attempt to decapitate yeah. Yeah. leadership well, within the church and, yeah. and leadership within the household. Yeah, I actually say it's a little lower than that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a, a weakening, a castration, a masculation that's taking place in the church. I hate to use these terms, but it's accurate. And there is a way to restore men and their wives and pastors. And the way to do that is to break the silence get help and the way you get help is contact us and we can set you up in a, a confidential environment nobody knows that anybody's going to join one of our groups you can join them in person or over the phone or by what we call VOGs, VOGs, a visual online groups encrypted video conferencing people can do this from all over the world and what's really awesome about this is you not only get help but you become emboldened you break the silence you give your secrets to God in confidence and then you start to live out of shame you leave shame and you start to live in God's grace meaning he's going to equip you with a power that you don't currently have and what's awaiting for a man and a woman is their God purpose destiny and this is the most exciting thing I can possibly talk about because when a man starts to experience his God-designed purpose and destiny, he will never go back to what he used to be doing behaviorally because we've helped him heal the root causes. Luke 11 talks about this root cause issue. Uh, you know, when a spirit comes out of you, if you don't clean up and fill up with God, what ends up happening is he brings seven more pals with him. So there's eight now spirits coming into that person. And he's far worse off than if he had ever gotten cleaned up in the first place. I lived that for many years. I know what that's like, and it's hell. Uh, I'll tell you, it literally is hell on earth. But there's a way out of that. And the way out of that is to come to your senses, realize that you have not only an issue, but there's a better life for you. That it is awaiting with the Lord. And then to commit to a plan, a time-proven plan that we've helped thousands of men follow, and then to then execute that plan, to trust that God has a way for you to come out of this and the help of other men and start trusting other men. So this is, in a sense, almost like a, a multi-step program when someone comes out of, say, substance abuse. And, and I ask that because a lot of times, Clay, there's this sense that, well, if a person has a challenge with pornography, they just need to stop looking at it, and that'll be the end of it, and everything will go back to right, and life will be wonderful. Uh, but if you said the same thing to a long-term drug addict, mm -hmm. they will tell you, yes, but. 
-hmm. that monkey gets on your back, and if you don't go looking for it, it will come looking for you. So is that the important distinction here is that there's there's a programmatic approach to this Mm -hmm. where you have layers of accountability, where you have layers of education involved, when you're given an opportunity to be able to come out from underneath all the sense of guilt and shame and, and at least show your face to God and begin openly dialoguing with the Lord about this, yeah. that begins the, then the steps of this longer process? Yes, that's, uh, that is very accurate. We have many people who come to us, many men, who have struggled with co uh, addictions, co-compulsions, if you wish, uh, multi-faceted uh, uh, afflictions. For example, gambling, anger, uh, drug, alcohol um, uh, afflictions. Spending, who knows? Uh, spending, right. Yeah. But you know what's really interesting about this is w- when you start to behave compulsively towards something like shopping or drugs or alcohol, what your brain craves in order to satiate it is more of that thing. But with pornography, it's completely different. Did you know that when your brain uh, gets uh, hooked on porn, what ends up happening is not do you just crave more, you crave different. This is what's so powerful about pornography. It takes a half a second for pornography to get to, into your limbic system. That's like now. I mean, it's a nanosecond, right? And so what happens then is your brain doesn't just want more. It wants different which means that you're going to escalate through the cycle of sexual brokenness very rapidly, especially with the Internet. What used to take 20, 30 years is now happening in weeks, days, sometimes even hours because of this. And so guys the uh, weak help uh, are telling us that while they were able to easily kick these other addictions, they can't kick the porn addiction until they come to us. And then they start to see what we do to help men. And it's incredible because you can't. a man is not designed to kick this on his own. He needs two things desperately. One is he needs the power of God. Because aside from that, it will only be temporal that you are able to kick this. Secondly, you need men who can help you execute a plan. Other men in confidence that have walked where you walked know what you're in for and know how and what that pathway to guide you through the mission of success so that you can discover why God has you on this planet and most importantly then start to live that uh, God-designed destiny that we uh, help men embrace and experience. And by the way, uh, one of the greatest thrills I get to see and why I do this is because those men start to experience a three-dimensional prosperity relationally, uh, and this is a very interesting uh, part of the dimension, Uh, relationally, intimacy skyrockets. Whether you're married or single, they start to have incredibly intimate relationships in healthy ways with other men as friends and with their wives. They start to experience this thing we call God's best sex. Now, this is in the Bible. I didn't invent it. God did. God invented sex. And there's a great question that the churches need to answer. If God gave Christians the ability to have the best sex, why are we keeping it a secret? Why are we on, on rooftops talking about it's, this? It's trying to the Song of Solomon that I Come on now. Right. Come on now. No, listen. Think about this. The entire world is in the search of the best sex possible. We we see Hollywood doing crazy things. Billions of dollars of trying it to is. find it. Sure. And they still can't. They come, up empty. They, they come up empty. And so, therefore, when we have the the ability to have the best experience... Why aren't we talking about it? Why aren't we doing it? You know what we ought to do? We had to have seminars on this every weekend in every church. We would be flooded 
We would literally be flooded with people coming into churches to learn this truth and to learn how to treat women right, how, how to pre uh, preserve ourselves for marriage, why that's so important, why as a single person you can still experience your purpose by being celibate. People think that's impossible, but it's not. In fact, there's a great promise attached to it, which is you not only can find your promise uh, or your purpose, but you can start to live it as a single person also. You don't have to be married. So so that uh, that's the first of three dimensions. Pause on that point, if you would, Clay, because we're going to take a quick time out. We want to get our listeners updated on some traffic here. We'll come back to more of our conversation. Pastor Clay Allen is with us today, founder and president of Avenue. You can find them on the web at avenue.works. That's avenue.works. I think it's .com, .net. This is .works. A brief time out. Back with more of our live broadcast from the 56th Annual Basque Church Workers Convention here at Redwood Chapel in Castro Valley. It's 550. And let's get a look at traffic right now. We'll swing over to the KFAX Traffic Center, see if things are high and dry on the roadways. Here's the latest right now with Michael Bennett. Michael? And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. All right, we are back to the broadcast live on location from the 56th Annual Bass Church Workers Convention hosted at Redwood Chapel, 1900, 19300 Redwood Road in Castro Valley. And again, kicking off tonight with the general session at 7 p.m. And then there will be workshops and seminars taking place all day Friday and Saturday. Details available on the web at bassconvention.org. That's bassconvention.org. Dot O-R-G. We're visiting in this segment of tonight's broadcast from the Bass Convention with Pastor Clay Allen, founder and president of Avenue, a sexual restoration ministry. Information available on the web at avenue.works. That's avenue.w-o-r-k-s. Before the break, Clay, you, you mentioned something that I want to have you kind of unfold for us. You talked about restoration. Um, as a hobby, I restore antique radios. Mm -hmm. And generally that means replacing old, worn-out grill cloth, new knobs, the tubes, so that they operate again. Now, the radio functions perhaps uh, not as good as a modern radio, but essentially the restoration gets it back to a condition where it's decent piece of furniture. It certainly doesn't look brand new, but we consider it restored. You've made the distinction that there's two types of restoration yeah. when it relates to sexual restoration and that the one that most people think of immediately when it comes to sexual restoration is not exactly the one you had in mind. Elaborate on that. Yeah. Um, when we uh, understand God's way of doing things, we realize that there are uh, there's man way, man's way of restoring something and then there's God's way of restoring something. Man's way, like you just pointed out, is to take something broken, back to its original condition. Not bad if you wreck your car and it's a cool car, right? You want it back to its original condition. But God's ways are always higher and better than ours. So what he does is he takes something broken, a heart, a mind, a behavior, a relationship, a marriage, finances, whatever it is, and he establishes something more and better than the original condition so that the latter state is significantly better than the former state. And then he's not done because he continues to improve and make that more and better thing Always more and better. Meaning so where, where a wife listening says, 
Pastor Allen, if I could just get my husband's attention again, if I could just get it to the point where he would lay off the porn and we could return to where we were in our first year of marriage, I would be thrilled. You're yeah. saying no, yeah. but that's not po- that, that that is not only possible, but that God's ideal is bigger and better than you could ever a dream or imagine for your marriage relationship. That's absolutely right, and the proof is found in Ephesians 3. When you look at Ephesians 3, people will ask me, why in the world would the God of the universe, or universe, is plural, care about restoring a little speck like me on planet Earth? It's a fair question. And the answer is because if you look in Ephesians 3, it says that God wants to show off to all of heaven your restoration because he loves you so much to bring uh, all of heaven to rejoice and bring glory to his son Jesus. That's essentially what it says. And then 10 verses later it says, if you pray to the Lord and ask him for anything that you want, he will exceedingly abundantly above all you hope or pray provide for you according to what the power that works in you that power comes from the holy spirit that is what we help people experience in avenue and churches should uh, that start avenue programs end up helping people at their deepest need to restore this area of sexuality where you're a man whether you're a woman that's been impacted and what happens is people start to become vibrant they become uh, restored in a way that they experience relational spiritual and financial restoration prosperity if you wish the bible uses that sometimes as a term you're going to be conducting a number of workshops over the course of the next couple of days here at the bass convention tell us about those yeah our hope and prayer is that churches uh, come out of the uh, the woods, of, in, in a sense, and start to help people with this. People are craving solutions. And so our hope is that churches will start dealing with the solutions and providing the solutions. And I'm going to be sharing on how to grow your church by addressing the number one problem in the church today, which is the lack of sexual integrity and the need to heal men, pastors, and their wives from sexual brokenness or the impact of it. I'm going to be sharing tomorrow, Friday at noon, and also again uh, Saturday at 11.15. And it's our hope that people not only come to experience restoration themselves, but equally or more importantly, the church needs to start dealing with this on a proactive basis, not just talk about it, but there's only 7% of churches in the United States right now addressing the issue of sexual brokenness. Less than 10%. Less than wow. 10%. So think about that. You've got three-quarters of the men caught up in wrong things. A lot of them want out of it and can't find a way to get out of it. And 93% of the churches that have no answers to give them. That's exactly right. So if you wow. were planning a war, wouldn't you think that, that w- 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 those would be awesome results from a strategy point of view? So God says, I can stop this. I can help you win this battle. And I'm going to teach and show you how to do this, both individually and corporately as a church, as a denomination, as an entire community. And and God wants this in terms of restoration, not only because of the ability to impact and improve upon relationships on the horizontal plane, but let's face it, if you're dealing with that heavy cloud of guilt and shame because of an addiction, pornography addiction. That's going to have a negative impact on your your vertical relationship, too. Oh, absolutely. In fact, that's the second dimension of the three-dimensional prosperity men experience that uh, experience restoration is spiritual restoration, spiritual prosperity. We teach men how to hear the Holy Spirit. Yes, you can. You can hear God's voice, and he can tell you certain things to do. We then teach how to confirm it, which is very important. And then third, the big kahuna, 
are you going to do what God says to do? And here's the really sweet, cool thing. If you do what God says to do, you will be living on the cutting edge of the miraculous, and that's where God designed men to live, because we are adventurous by nature, and God wants us to experience this miraculous life that he has planned for us. You'll have miracles happening all around you, and you won't be able to explain it, other than you're partnering with the Lord because he said to do something, and you agreed to do it. And this boils down to one thing for a guy. Are you trustworthy in God's eyes with what he's already given you? Don't worry about what you don't have. Just take care of what you have well. Take the next best step. God sees you as trustworthy. Like get into an avenue group if you're uh, if you're struggling or offer this to your uh, congregants, and then God will give you more and more and more and more. That's called the abundant life. Clay, again, will be conducting workshops here at the Bass Convention. Details available on the web at BassConvention.org. That's BassConvention.org. If a chord has been struck in relationship to either the obvious mischance, the missed opportunity for ministry in your church, and you'd like to talk to Clay about doing workshops at your church or how your church can become more actively engaged in filling that gap, that 93% gap that's not addressing this, then you can reach to him at avenue.works. Again, the website is avenue.works, or you can call toll-free 877-326-7000. That's 877-326-7000. You've got workshops take place across the Bay Area all the time. Also, lots of resources available through the website. So folks get more information again at avenue.works or call toll-free 877-326-7000. Pastor Clay Allen, founder and president of Avenue. Good to see you again. You too, Craig. God bless you and your audience. We're here at 6 o'clock. It's time for a look at some headline news. But first, we're going to take a look at traffic for you as you make your way to the Bass Convention here tonight in Castro Valley. Let's get the latest right now in the world of traffic from Michael Bennett. Hey, Michael. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.